season like no other. The champions have been able to Sporting news, reviews, and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Welcome back to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, the Friday, the 3rd of September. It's September, my favourite month. Uh, spring has sprung, and of course, footy finals are back around. Uh, good morning to you both. Good morning to Jay and Jack. Good. Exciting. Um, like, just just love the footy finals. Just love the whole atmosphere and the build-up about it. Uh, and interesting stories coming in uh, left, right and centre. The first one, of course, is that the uh, game has been moved to uh, the grand final, of course. For the second time, will not be at the MCG. It will be in Perth uh, at Optus Stadium, uh, which, uh, to be fair, is not a bad backup. Stadium. Uh, we got to see how it was at the Gabba, but uh, um, I, th- I think they're going to do a mag- magnificent job of it, um, and then hopefully we can have it back home next year. Um, but while we're here, we are in this weird uh, circumstance, uh, it's it's good that it's sharing it a little uh, around the country, uh, as it is a national game, and a lot of people uh, would probably prefer that, but at least... You can get the experience of a bit of the both worlds. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good opportunity for Perth to get some more exposure in their footy. Uh, Optus Stadium is a great stadium, probably one of the best um, just behind the MCG. So um, great backup, and they should be able to get a, hopefully a big crowd in as well for that game. Yeah, we'd love to see it full if they they can do that. Uh, we'll see, and... Uh, some interesting stories as well. Um, Eddie Maguire not being allowed, <laughs> allowed in, so they're being Ooh, a bit boy. strict in uh, WA. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is a crazy time with this Delta variant. And, um, so hopefully, uh, well, look, it's, it is all doom and gloom, but we're here to <laughs> bump you up here Friday, and we've got some sport to continually uh, keep us entertained. Um some other news off the top. The Paralympics still underway. A latest update in the uh, medal tally for Australia. The last uh, tally I've got here. The update. We, Australia is currently sitting uh, eighth on the ladder. Um, Brazil in seventh and Italy in ninth. Uh, wedge between them uh, with uh, 61 medals, 14 gold medals, 23 silver and 24 Bronze, so great effort for all the Paralympians uh, rep- representing us and keeping uh, the uh, whole Paralympic Olympic vibe still going on. Um, and uh, I think you mentioned Jay last week, just I'm continually shocked by the footage, and it's worth mentioning again. Um, I think it was the table tennis, the guy that was playing with the bat in his mouth. Take us through that again. Yeah. I think that was uh, who was it? it? Was one of the other guys? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, like how 
these players can adapt into different, like, you know, authentic or different style of play to what you're normally used to, to have a, um, a table tennis bat in your mouth and, you know, serving, I think, what was it, with your legs or whatever they were doing, like, it's crazy. And it makes it more interesting as well to see how they do it. And it's, you can only be inspired by it, really, how they manage to adapt so quickly to these things. Yep, and uh, Jack, what have you seen? Um, I'm just, oh, how good is um, seeing more Aussies representing their country in the big stage, isn't it? I mean, it's sport is sport, no matter um, how able-bodied you are. It's awesome to see these new sports that you kind of forget exist until the Paralympics roll around every four years. Um, it's just great to watch. I love watching sports. I'm loving the Paralympics. Yep. And then we all saw the footage uh, of that guy. Uh, I can't remember. It was one of the <laughs> athletic sports where <laughs> he was very pumped up. Uh, he took his shirt yeah. off and screamed and uh, knocked the microphone away. Uh, very funny to see um, up and about in the moment. <laughs> um, but some other news as well. Um, the latest in the Carlton dilemma with the coach, Ross Lyon, has uh, withdrawn from um, contention for the uh, coaching job. So it's just... Uh, more dilemmas and more dilemmas for the, the Carlton board to manage uh, after sacking David Teague. The options are getting very thin um, for this type and style of coaching uh, that they want because uh, I, I don't believe they're going to go for... I mean, their whole mantra is not going for someone with training wheels. So, yeah, they're not leaving oh, too boy. many around to choose from. <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting off-season. Um and, yeah, it's, it's weird how um, Ross has pulled straight out. I don't know that. I mean, it's all speculation until we know for sure. But uh, um, they announced a, a selection panel yesterday and uh, all of a sudden he's out of the race. What are your thoughts, Jack? Um, I mean, it's not good. We all knew that um, the reason David Teague was sacked for a chance to get Alistair Clarkson and then when Alistair pulled out, they thought they could settle for Ross Lyon, but then Ross Lyon has also pulled out. So it's a bit of a schmozzle up in um, Carlton Town right now. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. There's not a lot of good coaches out there right now. Craig McRae's just being swooped up. Um, Lepich is going to be his assistant coach. You're going to have to settle, and I don't think the Carlton Football Club wants to settle, which is the problem. So it's all going to be very interesting over the next few weeks who your coach ends up being. How about you, Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know who they can think of. It's maybe someone that's not as established as some of the other coaches have been taken up. Mm. Um, it just goes back to they could have kept David until they didn't have any other options, but they just sort of jumped the gun a bit and now you're left with nothing at the moment. So, big decision. That- there has been some uh, late rumours about Michael Voss as well, another name floating oh boy. around. <laughs> so, Jesus. I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's another mystery. Um, but plenty of footy finals um, to talk about soon. We're in week two of uh, the AFL finals, and it's just going to get crazier from here on out. Uh, also today in the show, we're going to catch up to speed Uh the Premier League is having a week off uh, international break because there'll be Uf- European qualifiers as well as the uh, third round of the um, 
World Cup qualifiers, which the Socceroos have played in this morning. Uh, as of recording, we don't know the result, but it's hopefully a good one, uh, and we'll delve into that soon, uh, as well as our few remaining games. Uh, so an exciting show ahead, uh, and of course, uh, we're going to get to our first song, and I thought a uh, topical first song for my favourite month. This is Earth, Wind & Fire, September on the Sports Desk, on your Friday morning on Sin. September, Earth, Wind & Fire on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning and I uh, hope that gets you up and about. Uh, it's a great time of year uh, to be uh, a part of. Um, footy Finals is where we're at and we are at week two, uh, underway for the AFL Footy Finals. And a couple of the re- results from round one. Of the finals, uh, of course, uh, last Friday night, uh, we had Port Adelaide and Geelong 12-4-86, defeated 5-13-43, a big statement from Port Adelaide uh, starting off their finals campaign pretty well. What did you think of that performance, guys? Oh, yeah, really good. Like, um, obviously, in that uh, home final, and they made the most of it in front of a big crowd. I mean, they didn't. It doesn't look like it was like twenty thousand, but it sounds like you know fifty to eighty thousand. Like it's crazy how Adelaide Oval sounds um, with such a low capacity crowd. But they were outstanding, and obviously Fantasia, he was outstanding. Four goals. Um, it looks like he'll um, be playing. Uh, hopefully, if that extra week off helps him, he can still get up after injury. They have to sub him out. Um, but other than that, they're looking really good. Bokey again. Unlucky not to make all Australian leaves as brilliant best again. So, yeah, they, they were all around really good performance. Geelong, a lot of issues out, out of that game, though. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. Um, it's going to be so hard to beat Port in Adelaide for whoever plays them in the prelim. That was just an elite performance. And the ground, we've all known how much of a fortress that has been for Port, but that really cemented it on the weekend. Um, Geelong were abysmal. I think... Um, they just made some terrible selection calls. Luke Dalhouse is a terrible footy player these days and he should not be in the Geelong side. Um, but apart from that, um, it's just they didn't look hot. I mean, Paddy Dangerfield, what, touched it 15 times with 30 dispos- 30% disposal efficiency. They just looked off. They did not look like the Geelong we've seen all year long. And that's sadly becoming a bit of a pattern for Geelong in finals. Um, they just can't seem to finish it off when they, when they should be. Sam? Yeah, uh, similar. Uh, and then some of their players have, um, like, uh, I don't think um, um, Tomahawk was at his best. Uh, he comes yeah. in waves. Um, and then there's some games where he just, he's off. He's off. Go to another target because it's just, it's not going well. Uh, so not the best start for them, uh, which results in an interesting game uh, tonight. Uh, but also, um, Sydney played GWS. They, of course, uh, defeated them by a point. Uh, 73, 10-13, 73. Uh, went down to the Giants, 11-8-74. Sydney been up um, pretty much all year until that game. And then the Giants, uh, what was your thoughts on the Giants, Jay? Yeah, I mean, that was close right to death. It was one of the best games of the season, I thought. It was just... No clear winner from the outset. I mean, Giants got that lead at half time and then 
Sydney came crawling back in that second half that um, they probably had opportunities to win that game. Um, oh, I think Bell hit the post, like hit the post probably two or three times in the last quarter. Um, so, yeah, really stiff in the end to not get it done, but Giants just held on when they had to. Yep, the uh, it was it was a swinging um, amount of uh, uh, momentum. Just for oh, you could just throw wherever the wind was blowing. It was <laughs> it was uh, changing all game. Uh, I don't know if it was just a Tasmanian wind down there that <laughs> um, <laughs> swung the momentum, but it was definitely uh, an entertaining game. So unfortunately for Sydney, uh, they miss out, and the Giants are through. Uh, just quickly, because I know it's been the talk all week. Um, Here we go, Toby Green. What do you think of the result? Oh, I'm, I'm. It's, well, it's a bad time to be Toby Green, isn't it? Um, three weeks he's got, and potentially more if the AFL does make do good on their threats that they're threatening to double it. Um, it sucks to be Toby. I thought he would get away with it. I thought um, many other players throughout the year had touched umpires in a worse way. I mean, we can look at the Lockie Neal footage where he essentially slapped the umpire's shoulder five times and he walked away with just a, um just well very little so it's um it's i think repeat offender um we all know toby we all know what toby is like so i think it's just a very bad time to be toby green jay yeah i agree i think it's it's definitely been worse ones and to yeah. say when it popped up they wanted six weeks initially afl i mean that's just crazy in itself he's already missing if they make the grand final, he'll miss the grand final. So, um, yeah, I don't like that sort of um, – you don't like to see the umpires obviously get hit at all or even minor no, contact. But um, that was as minor as it came. Even Stevick said he didn't feel threatened or anything by Toby. He's just um, going about his business. So very stiff for Toby and the Giants. It might cost them a potential prelim spot. I think it's just just more the look, um, in, and, and of course, a lot of people, there's a lot of eyes on finals games, and you don't want it spilling down to local leagues, so I get the importance of why they've done it. Um, uh, I th- six weeks, I think, maybe a bit too much, because, you know... Yeah, I agree. It feels double the weeks anyway. If losing out and missing out on finals, that's, yeah. that's like two weeks in one, so um, three weeks, okay, just has to... Really watch his behaviour going forward because uh, he's he's missed out on a few finals now. He's accumulating a big absolutely tally. yes. Uh, so unfortunately for uh, for for the Giants, um, I'm sure the coach is pulling his hair out. <laughs> uh, and interesting how that affects the team. Also in the results of last the first week, um, Melbourne uh, de- defeated Mel. Uh, sorry. Melbourne defeated Brisbane by 33, 13, 15, 93, de- um, defeated the Lions 9, 6, 60. Uh, the Lions just look a bit underpaced. Uh, they tried to climb back um, late into the game, but it was pretty much done. Uh, interesting, Adelaide, uh, Melbourne, sorry, playing their home game in Adelaide, their preferred ground to play. Uh, and Melbourne just look very, very sharp. And I just think been saying it pretty much most of the season but they're just going to com- continue to steamroll through uh i think um great side um, um brisbane need to uh well s- get a few of the bubbles out of the the team and flatten out a bit um interesting they had a big test this weekend what did you think of the uh, uh Mel- melbourne's performance um 
Uh, I thought it was excellent. I mean, the first half was a bit of an arm wrestle between the two sides, which we always thought it was going to be. But um, Melbourne showed their class and their, well, their just ferocity in that second half. That was awesome from them. I was doubting. I'm still, I'm, I have vague doubts, but not anymore. Um, they were just excellent. Um, they are made for finals footy now. They've, they've upped their pace from the last few years. Um, they they could go all the way here. And Max Gorn is in probably his best form of his career, and that's saying something given how excellent he's been for a long period of time. Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think they just complete package forward yep. and backs. They just all connect so well together. And um, obviously, you know, Petrarca again, another outstanding performance. Oliver always accumulating plenty of touches. Um, I mean, you can't go unnoticed. They're locking you at 46. That's just... Uh, a crazy stat off for him, scale. even though they lost. They off the scale, it's crazy. Accumulate that many touches. It's outstanding, but overall, though, Melbourne, they're looking real good. Real set up for a grand final berth, potentially. And what about the Lions for you guys? Um, they were just, I mean, the first quarter, the first quarter with Charlie Cameron kicking those goals in a row, I thought, oh, they're on here. This is it. Mm. The Lions are about to take control. They've struggled to take control of games in the finals. I think they've only won one final. And that was against the Tigers in 2020. And even then, that was uh, that was their grand final for that year. They put all their eggs in the baskets to win that game. And then um, two weeks later in the prelim, they just got absolutely belted by Geelong. So um, they haven't convinced me in finals footy yet. They still haven't with that loss, but they can um, redeem themselves this weekend. Joe? Yeah, I think uh, Dana definitely probably wasn't his sort of day. And absolutely. Going to have to just keep relying on that hip wood there. They just... He's the one to go. Obviously, Cameron's taken the load with that five-goal haul, but they need more out of him, uh, more out of Danaher for sure because they'll be in big trouble this week if he can't get going against the Dogs, who they've probably not got the best defence. They're probably the one area of the Dogs that can be exposed to their defence. So hopefully they can resurrect themselves on Saturday. And Sunday's game last week, of course, uh, Western Bulldogs clear winners, uh, 49 points in the end, uh, 13-7-85, defeated 4-12-36. The Bombers didn't even get a goal in the second half, uh, which is the first team uh, to do that in a while. And the the counter keeps ticking on. The days uh, of finals, (laughs) the win. So uh, they didn't have to close the Twitter account. Uh, It's still going. Um, so yeah, that makes it interesting. What do you think of the the Bulldogs' performance, uh, Jay? Yeah, it was. I mean, they did what they had to do. They were outstanding, really, to keep a team to no goals in the second half. Great stuff. And yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. They didn't really get tested in that second half, so they'll uh, definitely get more of a challenge against the Lions. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, Cody Waitman as well. He probably got a bit of stick because. Oh, um, you got to kick him. That's the thing. You got to kick him. If you get him, you still got to kick him. So good on him. And uh, he was a big part of that win for them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you can't really complain about umpire calls if um, you get smashed by 50 points and you don't kick a no. goal in a half of football. There's, we, we can definitely nip that in the bud. That, they were just a poor team that day. That was dreadful behavior from Essendon. And, um, it's always a bit satisfying as a Victorian to see that counter tick every day. It's um, quite lovely, and I'm sure it's well, another tick for another 365 days. Oh, boy, it's not a good time to be an Essendon fan. So we went off with the uh, pretenders call. 
We weren't off. Yeah, no, we weren't off at all. <laughs> Pretending. <happy> about that. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Okay, so the finals continue tonight. Uh, 7.50 uh, from Optus Stadium. Geelong play the GWS Giants. It's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, we'll take a look at the teams. Geelong uh, in for Geelong. Max Holmes, Asaba Radagalia and Zach Tui out. Luke Dalhouse, Sean Higgins, Mark O'Connor, Sam Simpson. Uh, in for GWS Giants, Bobby Hill, Connor Stone, uh, out Tom Green, Toby Green, and Sam Reed. Uh, interesting, interesting. Big test. These two finals this weekend are uh, uh, very, very open, I think. There's no definite winners, maybe. Not um, like um, probably the first round that there was probably a few there that we could say off the bat. Uh, so I think these games are a little more closer this weekend. Uh, Geelong and GWS at Optus Stadium. That's going to make things interesting. Uh, a bit bigger than down in Geelong, Optus. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, um... Makes for some interesting speculations. And Giants, of course, coming in. Um, just momentum uh, off that Sydney win. Uh, and I'd say getting into the finals late when most teams were probably done and out. Um that's, a, of course, a confidence booster, but the loss of Toby Green comes into effect as well. Uh, and Geelong, uh, as we said, they were off against Port and they will really want to stamp and get any of that out. Um, and, of course, they've been burnt from last year's grand final, so I'm sure they will want to get into rectify, which will uh, create a massive, exciting game. Uh, I'm not sure what my tip is yet, but what are your thoughts, Jay? Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting clash. Obviously, as you said, Giants coming in with the momentum and the Cats have got a lot of uh, things to polish up. Uh, well, I think, uh, I mean, I'm probably going to be ticking the Giants here. I just think no um, even without Toby, um, they'll just put a fire in their belly and uh, they'll want to do it for Toby. So I'm, I'm going to be backing them to cause a bit of an upset, I guess, against Cats. Could not disagree with you more, Jay. Um, I think <laughs> I reckon Geelong are absolutely going to give Greater Western Sydney an absolute touch-up. I think it's going to be a shellacking. Um, really? Zach, Zach Tui and Asava Radicalia ins. That is huge in. Zach Tui is one of yeah. the oh. best kicks off the back line. And Asava Radicalia has been known to absolutely tear teams apart where he can kick multiple goals and then go into the rack. They dropped Simpson and Dalhouse, who were terrible, absolutely dreadful, and barely got five touches between them. I think um, Geelong had come... And uh, and then look at Greater Western Sydney's outs. Both Greens, who have both been probably their, in their top five best players all season long. We know Toby Green's been their best player. I reckon it's going to be an absolute thumping. And I, I'm going to take Geelong by 50. Whew. Okay, so, I'm, I'm not going to go with a thumping. I'm going to say Geelong as well. Um, but I think it's going to be very close. Uh, interesting to no, see back it in, boys. Uh, the fans, who's going to have a bigger, um, out of the West Australians, who's going to have a bigger following. I dare say because Geelong's an older club, probably going to be them. They're going to be the home crowd filling out the stands, uh, which makes things interesting. Uh, you can also catch us tonight. We'll be doing a live stream on the Sports Desk Facebook page, a big preview of both the finals games as well. Uh, so make sure you tune into that from 7 p.m. So Saturday, uh, 7.20 from the Gabba, 
Brisbane Lions take on the Western Bulldogs. Another cracker of a final from the Gabba. Uh, Brisbane, uh, let's look at their ins. Jack Payne, uh, Devin Robinson, out Reese Matheson, Daniel McStay and Jackson Pryor. Um, and Western Bulldogs at the moment have only made uh, name Jackson, uh, sorry, Jason Johannesson going out uh, where he was the medal, medical sub. So uh, no changes to their side. Interesting, interesting. Uh, both teams, I think, uh, towards the end of the season, uh, lost a bit of form. Uh, Brisbane Lions had some shocking losses in the last couple of weeks uh, of the season. And, of course, Bulldogs, um, everyone was surprised. Uh, a lot of people named them to finish on top. Uh, and they were up there for a while and then just gave that up pretty quickly. Um, so hopefully for both those sides, they've scrubbed that out. Uh, as we said earlier with uh, the Lions, they'll be hurting from the Melbourne game. Um, and look, they've got definitely got the talent. Um, as you said, Jay, 40, what was it, 47 touches? 46. Uh, 46 uh, oh, for Lockie wow. Neal. Uh, and of course, um, uh, dangerous early on um, with the firepower that they've got. The only one that stood out for me last week um, um, uh, Mr. Mustache. He came from Essendon. What's his name? What's his name? I've forgotten. Danaher. Danaher. He needs to be on his game. He was a big disappointment for them last week. Um, uh, I'm not angry. More the f- I know he was a anytime goal scorer of mine, uh, which is adding to the fire of the flame. Um, but also, uh, he just... There's a couple things he needs to scrape out of his game. Uh, not looking where he's kicking and thinking he's a superstar and can kick it from any angle um, on any part of the field. He needs to be realistic. Uh, so, sorry, <laughs> a bit of a gripe with him. Uh, he needs to be uh, up and firing uh, for them to be up and about. But they've definitely got the firepower, the Brisbane Lions. Uh, and, of course, uh, equally, the Bulldogs. Uh, have a great side as well. Um, so an even game. I'm I'm pretty much going for. Don't have a defined winner. Uh, but Jay, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be interesting. Be the midfield battle will be the big one. Obviously, there's stars everywhere. You look in those two midfields. You can look at Lions and Neil for the Lions and Blunt and McRae for the Dogs, as well as Trelaw and even Smith as well. So I think it'll be a big midfield battle, but. It'll be interesting to see where the goals come from. Obviously, Danaher has to lift his game, and you know Cameron can't do all the work. They'll need McCarthy to get going, um, Bailey as well. All these guys that didn't really perform too well um, and last week will need to get going if they're any sort of chance against the Doggies, who are definitely going to be slight favourites, I'd say, to knock them off, given how their form was against Melbourne. Mm. So who are you going to take? I'll take... The doggies, just straight set to the line. Jack? Uh, um, I'll disagree with you again. I'll go for Brisbane in at the Gabba. Um, I think the doggies had a great game last week. That was a big game to win. But um, it just seems I don't think they'll be able to back it up again. Um, the Brisbane Lions will hit form eventually, and I guess it's now or never. So I think they'll hit form now. They'll get through this one easy. I don't see them winning in Adelaide, though, but I think they'll win this game over the Doggies. Um, if they don't, then they're just as much pretenders as Essendon. I mean, one win in three <laughs> final series, that is not good enough for a team that's supposed to be 
what a premiership team. Don't laugh over there, Sam. I see you. Um, you had you have issues with um, Danaher. I've got issues with a doggies player. One specific doggies player, a player that didn't even play last week. Jason Johannesson, who was the unused medical sub. He is a Norm Smith medalist, and he can't even get a game in the. He can't even be in the best twenty-two. Five years later, that is poor by him. Whatever's going on there, whether it's injury or something else, it's just ridiculous. You're a Norm Smith medalist. Get in the twenty-two. Okay, back to you, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think Brisbane for me as well. Uh, home crowd. Um, it's going to be packed uh, at the Gabba. Uh, they've they've got some finals um, history there, uh, a few close um, semi-finals. I think last year um, they got over the line. The crowd was a big motivator. So I think um, that and uh, yeah, Western Bulldogs not being a hundred percent for the last couple of weeks. So um, I think the Lions just for me, but that, I think that's going to be the game of the round. I think. Uh, look forward to that on Saturday night. So, of course, you can join us tonight on the Facebook live stream on the Sports Desk Facebook page from 7 as we get fired up for an exciting second round of final series. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk more football. The round ball of football recently closed. The uh, deadline day happened a couple of days ago. Um, an exciting news in the world of transfers from teams. Uh, and, of course, the World Cup qualifiers, uh, it's all heating up. Uh, and that's all next on the Sports Test. This is a brand new one from a rag and bone man featuring nothing but thieves. It's called Alone, right here on the Sports Desk on Sin. Runaway, half alive on the Sports Desk. Uh, also, we had in there as well, rag and bone man uh, with nothing but thieves with Alone on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Uh, and now some for football news, uh, crazy deadline day transfers um, to talk about. Uh, what, what have you seen over the last... I watched the final hour. Um, Sky Sports had a live stream on uh, their YouTube channel of the final hour the other morning um, of the crazy transfers. It's already been a crazy uh, period of transfers this, with Ronaldo... And Messi moving. I mean, it's just unheard of in most years. Um, but what were some of the standout uh, kind of transfers and transfer talk uh, for you, Jay? Um, well, as you said, Ronaldo and Messi, they're big moves. Out of La Liga into different leagues. I mean, it's exciting to have Ronaldo into the Premier League, even though you would have probably rather him at Manchester City than Manchester United, Sammy. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's good to have him in the Premier League. Uh Antoine Griezmann as well going away to Athletic Madrid. That's another. It's a loan, but it's still a, an opportunity yeah. for him to go somewhere else. Well, now that Messi's gone, um, I think part of that loan had, too is that they were going to uh, buy. Him. I don't want to talk too much about Arsenal, but they were the highest spenders, Sam, in the Premier League for transfers. <laughs> and not just the Premier League, yeah. the highest spenders in Europe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 156 million pounds. I think it was. You're just burning money over there at Emirates, are you? About, like, what, 290 million Aussie around that sort of region? You might Um, as well just throw the money in the fire pit. (laughs) You think... (laughs) It's pretty much, isn't it? Um, You think if you spend that much money, you'd at least get some talent coming across, but it doesn't really appear to be the case. I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but... um, 
yeah, it's not looking good. The, the transfers, I mean, you think about Ramsdale coming along as a backup keeper. I don't really see the point of that. It was kind of a a waste of money, in my opinion. Um, Odegaard, I like the yeah, Odegaard. He's probably the one that is the only one that I sort of was like, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, ben White was probably like not rated too highly at Brighton, considering what we paid for him. Um and then we had the Japanese uh, take hero, Tomiyazu, if I've got that right, maybe not. Um, he came right the, uh, I guess, the deadline area. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Arsenal, they got a big fat F from uh, Fox Sports on their grading, which is uh, probably fair enough. But mm. um, see what happens against Norwich next week, Sam. All these guys, all these young guys, they've signed on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we look forward to that. The only thing, being excited about the Premier League, it's very weird that we've got an international break um, so early on. But uh, I don't know if that's what it's normally like. I don't know. Um, maybe it's just because uh, we're all excited. Uh, but the other big shocks in the transfer world, uh, Mbappe uh, has outed that he wanted to leave and wanted to go to his dream club, uh, Real Madrid, uh, who offered over two hundred million, and PSG still rejected. Uh, and say, look, we really want him for this year. They're, they must be so desperate to win a Champions League uh, that they've said no. Uh, imagine being in a position that you could reject <laughs> that kind of money. Um, <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, well, you can have him on a free transfer when his contract expires next year. Uh, we want him that bad for the Champions League, which is unheard of. Um, so uh, I guess they really wanted to see the, you know, the... The really selling the front free of uh, him and Messi and uh, Neymar. Whoa, whoa. It's just they're a team to be reckoned with this year and uh, very, very scared going forward. Uh, a couple of the other ones, uh, I mean, Man City were pretty quiet after after the $100 million on Grealish, uh, which I think, Jack, um, look, it's still early on, but uh, I think he was a, been a great pickup for us and uh, um, he's... Starting to warm to his uh, spot very well. It's going to be interesting. Look, we still haven't got a striker, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> last week. I, I think uh, we're saving the bank for Haaland next next window. So we'll see what happens. Um, um, uh, we'll figure something out. We, we won yeah. one without. <laughs> um, but Liverpool, they're pretty. Uh, they didn't buy anyone. No. no, just nice and quiet. Doing, you know, we don't we don't need to buy anyone. You know, but last play year it safe, play it cool. But you we had love, a big. Um, we love keeping the team together. That's a big thing. Um, uh, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Last year you had a big injury concern. So if that happens again, then you're in trouble. No, no, don't be silly. I mean, <laughs> you, you should never plan for injuries. You know that, then they'll happen. So um, you you plan for the best, don't you? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Klopp, Klopp, uh, he's been out the last couple of weeks and uh, uh, it's funny how, I can't remember if I've said this on the show before, but how in his press conferences he's, he's blamed a lot of the other teams. Well, um, it is all the other teams' fault, to be fair, so um, that's fair <laughs> enough by him to do that. So um, I don't want any, any criticism around Klopp. Okay. Well, we'll see what producers, Liverpool <laughs> producers over the next couple of weeks. Um uh, and the European qualifiers now, as uh, mentioned earlier, as of recording, we don't know the results of the Socceroos this morning. They did play against China. 
Uh, so hopefully that went well. Uh, we, of course, play Vietnam on Tuesday the 7th of September at 10pm, a nice early one. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, following that, uh, Oman uh, on the 7th of October and Japan following that uh, subsequently. So hopefully we did all right. Uh, I know, of course, there is no, uh, apart from one uh, A-League player in the squads due to the quarantine, uh, it's going to be hard to get players out. And I guess clubs here don't want to send them off right in time before the A-League season starts, which, to be honest, I don't know what they're going to do <laughs> with that with Sydney's situation. Um, they've kind of sat quiet the last couple of weeks, so hopefully that all uh, ends well. But uh, the third group um, stages, we're in Group B with, of course, China, Japan, Oman, Saudi Arabia and Vietnam. Top two of the group automatically qualify for the World Cup and third position plays off uh, with another third position of a Group A, I'm pretty sure it is. So uh, it's definitely the dire stages of the competition. And, uh, look, we've, we've done so well already. It would be a shock uh, if we didn't get through to the World Cup. But it is a tough group. There's some tough teams in there. What do you reckon, Jay? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, our form was great in the second round. We didn't drop a game, which was... Ideal coming into this game against China. Hopefully we do get that dub. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they usually do well in the uh, qualifying stages. I mean, I'm obviously just looking forward to the World Cup itself uh, next year. Hopefully it all goes to plan. It'll favour our boys being in warmer weather, um, which Australian soccer players obviously used to. We play in the summer, so... Um, in the really warm conditions. So hopefully uh, we get it done. This group, it is a difficult group considering, um, but I'm sure we're up for the challenge. Sammy. Although in saying that, the team mostly comprises of players that are playing overseas and not in those warm conditions. This is true. <laughs> makes things interesting. Good to see Aaron Moy back in there. Yes, uh, We finally. haven't seen him for a long while. So um, uh, look... Pr- not saying that the A-League players are bad. I mean, I definitely want to see, you know, the McLarens in there and the type of that. Um, but these are players playing in the top league, so hopefully it means that we've got a good, good squad, confident squad going into this. Uh, hopefully Graham Arnold's got some tricks up his sleeve. Jack, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree. I mean, it's good to see. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the quarantines do affect the Socceroos coming closer and closer to the World Cup if we do make it. Um, we have momentum on our side, as Jay said. Um, I don't see us bailing out now. I see us going through. Um, but we have to be careful. There's some very, very tricky teams in um, our group, and we're just going to make sure we get the wins that we need to get. No stupid losses, which we sometimes pull out of nowhere. So um, hopefully we play it safe, we play it smart, and we make it through. And that, yes, that was a good wrap-up. Uh, when we come back, we are going to wrap the show up. Uh, it's been an exciting show this morning, an exciting weekend of sport ahead. We've got the Kaiser Chiefs now. Never miss a beat. Kaiser Chiefs never miss a beat on the sports desk. And to make sure you don't miss a beat, you can catch us at the podcast, of course, the Sports Desk podcast. You can catch us on all our social media. Remember, we're doing a live show tonight, 7 p.m., uh, an extended preview for the footy finals. We get excited for that. Uh, any final words from you two? We're looking forward most to this weekend. I'm looking forward to um, 
the Brisbane uh, Doggies game. I think that's going to be an absolute belter. It'll be a tight one. I, reckon, I see it within a goal, the final margin. I'm not sure which way, but I'm leaning towards Brisbane. Jay? Uh, yeah, the final's obviously going to be big. Um, hopefully, they're both close games. Uh, we've had a couple one-sided ones last week, so hopefully two close ones heading into the prelims next week, Sammy. Yep, yep, uh, prelims. I can't even believe we're even saying that. It's uh, scary stuff. Exciting, of course, uh, as we edge closer to the Holy Grail, which is the grand final day. Uh, that's it for us. Thank you for listening to the Sports Desk. We'll be back next Friday. This is Sin, where young people run the show.